Ticats after the first quarter. Dane Evans in the East Final last year looked like Warren Moon and Doug Flutie and Ron Lancaster rolled up into one. 16 of 16 for 249, a touchdown, no picks. In the first quarter tonight, Dane Evans, 11 for 14, 146 yards. Yeah. Dane Evans. He's at, last week, 206 yards the entire game, right? So he's at entire games where he hasn't had as much production as he has in his first quarter. And for the Toronto Argonauts, you know, you've got to tighten up, especially knowing your offense is shorthanded, especially on that line. You've got to be tight. He had 13 completions in that game. He's got 11 through 15 minutes. It's second down in a yard, and it looked like there was movement one side of the ball over the other, or it was just the snap was not handled cleanly. Nonetheless, Dane Evans falls forward against the first down. It'll be first and 10 for the uh, uh, for the Ticats at the Argo 23-and-a-half. Ticats now moving toward the lake, left to right. They are in their visiting white jerseys, black pants, black helmets, Argos. Dark blue helmets, dark blue tops, and the pants are navy, or are light blue, sorry. And it's Schultz in a quarterback again. Go. Tried to run an option, and Sean Oakman went, no, 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 not this time. It's a gain of a couple. And Schultz has been effective when he comes into the game. It's good, a good job at Toronto Irons being locked in because he has become a weapon, especially with his legs for this uh, Hamilton Ticat team. So force, they're, in the, they're getting close to the red zone, but force the second along. You put yourself in a great position. Second down, we'll call it eight from the 21-yard line. Ball on the left hash mark. Argo still in that 40 front. Priester still in at boundary half for the injured Shaq Richardson. See if Shaq is able to come back tonight. Back in a quarterback is Evans under pressure. Throws to the end zone. Far side, and it is incomplete. He was looking for Dunbar and didn't get him. Tight coverage. Provided by the Argos on that one. And that was uh, Jamal Peters over there. So it'll be third down. And once again, the field goal unit comes in for the Ticats. Yeah. Dane Evans felt the clock running out here and just throws it up to Dunbar, hoping for something back shoulder. Just misfires. Great coverage by Peters on that. Well, Seth Small has a 28-yard field goal. He's looking for another one right here. Left hash mark. Schultz is a holder. Gordon White's the long snapper. Kick is up and good. Three more for the Ticats. And it's 13-0. And it's starting to get away from the Argos a little bit. We'll take the time out. You're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Double Blue. This is TSN 1050. 13-0. A minute and change gone here in the second quarter. Ticats leading the Argos. Toronto Argonauts. Average the most offensive plays per game in the CFL, 59. In the opening quarter, they ran seven, and McLeod Bethel-Thompson was drilled on two of those seven plays. Not good. Two were running plays, five were passing plays. There was a sack. There was an incompletion where he got drilled as well. So see if the offensive line, which is makeshift, no question about it, with some of the injuries involved, Talk to Chris Sweet, who's been around the league. He's the offensive line coach for the Argos. He can't remember three starting offensive tackles going down at the same time ever. And he's been around more than a handful. He's been, what, Montreal, Calgary, Saskatchewan. He's been around a little bit. Now in Toronto in his first year here. So they'll take it at the 40 after the field goal. If they score a touchdown here, all of a sudden it's a one-score game, and 
A lot of takeout work goes for Knott. Running play. Harris up the middle, nothing. Gets to the line of scrimmage, maybe a yard. Tried to go up a gap, nothing doing. So the interesting thing is, right, with the Mayshick offensive line and your best player being your running back, you want to give him the ball. But with the line being the way it is, getting him the ball might not be your best option. And throwing the ball to him might be a better option, but throwing the ball short, you can't do that a lot of times because you're in a lot of these second and, and, and long situations. So it's a it's a, a double-edged sword, and they're going to have to figure this out one play at a time. Second and nine from the 41. Four receivers up top with the ball on the left hash mark. Bethel Thompson back to pass, there comes near side, has a man at midfield. There's the first down. Tavares Daniels out of Notre Dame with the catch, and it's a first down and a gain of 15. There it is. There it is. That's a that's a drive starter, right? Now you got some rhythm. Now you got some confidence. Now you got to get some points because you're over midfield and you're losing 13 nothing. It's got to be some points on this drive. Longest play of the day for the Argos so far in Ticat territory for the first time today. Maybe even three down situation here. Second time today. Correct myself. Four receivers near side. They're going to run to the top with Harris. Cross midfield. To the 50 to the 45. Oh, tried to bounce out. And Tunde Adelike, was that? No, that was Siante Evans who came up and made the tackle. And will hold him to a gain of eight when it looked like Harris was going to get the first down. And it looked like a lot of running room, but Siante Evans was kind of hiding behind the blocker and snuck out late and surprised Harris. That was a good job by him by disguising, you know, his position on the field and holding the Toronto Argonauts to just eight yards on that play. Argos have good blocking receivers. Evans did a nice job getting off a block there. Second and two, Harris. Stutter step and should have it. Both officials marking it across the 44, closer to the 43. And that will be an Argo first down. They needed two. They got two and a half to three. Here comes Brandon Banks, his first action on offense of the day. As he comes in for Daniels. Well, Banks has been in. He just hasn't been targeted yet. He It's usually been he and Eric Rogers doing the flip-flop. And this time he's in for Daniels. And he will come wide to the near side with the ball on the far hash mark. Argos moving right to left. Pitch screen, far side, caught, getting 40, 40, 35. As he bounces off a couple of would-be tacklers, and it's a gain of eight. That's been a money play for the Toronto Argonauts. I mean, anytime they can get the ball in Curly Gaines Jr.'s hands, it's, it's good. But on these screen passes, I mean, he's able to, you know, he, he's so great after the catch that the first guy really ever brings him down, and he's always falling forward. As a group, I'll give the nod to Saskatchewan in terms of top to bottom, in terms of receivers blocking. Mm-hmm. Argos are right there with them. They're right there. These guys are a good blocking unit. Argos go with the tight end to the near side in Declan Cross. And they will go to the ground, and Harris met in the backfield. He'll get back close to the line of scrimmage on second and two, and this will bring out the field goal unit. So they are not, once again, able to connect on second down and short. And in his 100th CFL game, Boris Beattie will come out. 14 of 18 so far. 77.8%. His long is 52. This will be 43-ish. We'll see where they put the block down. Jake Reinhardt is the long snapper, and John Haggerty, the punter, is the holder. It's between the 43 and 44-yard lines right in the middle of the field. Tunde Adelike is deep for the Ticats in case this one goes left or right. We assume he'll have the distance. Snap and holder, good. Has the leg, and 
Got it. It's a BD3. Argos are on the board for the first time tonight. And it is now 13-3 for the Ticats with 9.46 remaining in the first half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. The BD3 from 43 puts the Argos on the board. Now down 13-3 to the Ticats with 9 minutes and 46 seconds remaining in the opening half. Ticats are moving the ball at will against the Argos. What do you want to see defensively here from the Argos? Just stopping the run. I mean, that's been you know, something they've been able to do pretty well you know, throughout their entire season. But, you know, they, I don't know if they're taking Hamilton lightly, but Hamilton does have, you know, for the first time all year, back-to-back games with the same offensive line. So maybe they are getting some continuity back there, and Don Jackson is a good runner. But it, it, it's still no excuse. The, the running game needs to be shut down. I mean, Don Jackson has, you know, averaging 7.3 yards per carry right now. That's, that's way too much. So stopping the run, and the rest will follow. Ticats, 39 yards rushing so far today. That's about three games worth for them. (laughs) And Dane Evans has just been stupidly good so far for the Ticats. He is 11 of 15 for 146 yards. Yikes. They'll put it in play from their own 40. Argos again in the 40 front, the traditional 4-3. Ticats bring motion this way and run a toss. And it will go to White for about seven yards. Six yards will mark it at the 46. Of all of the receivers they have, they've got, you know, Dunbar's really good. Asin's really good. Although he was injured if you're just tuning in. Tim White scares me. Oh, yeah. I think Tim White's a great receiver. I, I agree. A little underutilized, maybe. Yeah. He's their number two receiver. Can but he's, he's really good. Yeah. Not the biggest guy in the world. 5'10". Very effective. Second down and four from the 46-yard line. Their own. Ticats moving from left to right. Argos show pressure. They send six. Evans goes wide side. Incomplete. They were looking for Mike Jones. The pressure worked. And the Argos needed a two and out. And just what the doctor ordered. Mike Jones, you know, we talked about earlier. It's his first game back. It looked like he was. He thought it was a running play, and uh, Schultz pulled it down and, and threw it over to his, his area, and he didn't know the ball was coming to him till it was halfway in the air, and now they're talking about it, communicating, and it must have been something that was lost uh, in, in in the huddle and the communication, and they'll, they'll get that right. One Brandon Banks is back for the Argos to receive the punt from Mike Domagala. Banks stands at his own 15-yard line. Domagala, the Carlton product. Under Uh-oh. pressure, almost got it. Close as they come to getting one all year. Banks will take it to the 19-yard line. Near numbers, stutter step, 25. Bounces off one, not two. Oh, they came so close to getting that one. Pressure from the right side, and they almost got there. Unblocked, laid out, just couldn't get there. In games like this, when you know, you're undermanned, up front and you got to create some points somehow special teams is is a great way and the toronto argonauts came so close to creating a a block punt situation argos scored on their last drive cutting it to 13 to 3 it's 819 remaining here in the opening half bethel thompson now four of seven for 42 harris six carries 14 yards at the 23 yard line ball on the left hash mark punch formation near side they fake it twice. Bethel Thompson wants to go long, and he's looking speedy. 
And it will be incomplete. Almost picked off again. Ticats didn't bite despite all of the motion in the backfield. And that was down at the 35-yard line. So they really aired that out. Incomplete, second and ten. They aired it out. And you know in this game, Speedy Banks playing his former team. The Toronto Argonauts are going to try to get him a shot deep uh, to use his explosive playmaking ability. The the Hamilton Ticats were all over that deep play action shot. Great defensive back play by them. Bethel Thompson had to hang it to get it down there. Richard Leonard came over from the opposite side of the field as the halfback to knock that one away. Back to pass, Bethel Thompson under pressure again. Down he goes again as the offensive line continues to leak. And it will be a punting situation for the Ticats. Dylan Wynn got him. Yep. The offensive line, we talked about it. Any kind of twist, any kind of extra pressure where they have to communicate, it's tough. And Dylan Wynn comes from the defensive end position. And I believe he, he's running a twist here where he loops all the way in. And, uh, just a whiff by just Shane a whiff. Richards. Just a whiff. Just straight up whiff. Tough. Tough to take that. Shane Richards played both. He played mostly right tackle at Oklahoma State with Chuba Hubbard behind him. Back in his tackle position, he's played mostly guard up here. Bomb from Haggerty back to the 30-yard line. Ooh. And Enoch Penny Laye, along with Robert Priester, will make the tackle at the 40-yard line. So decent starting position for the Ticats, up 13-3 with 6.50 remaining in the opening half. It's Argos football on the home of the Boatman. This is TSN 1050. 6.50 left in the first half. Ticats have the lead on the ball. It's 13-3 as we get closer to halftime. Fraylon Addison back out of the locker room. He had an ankle injury. We don't want to assume the worst, but it looked like a, an Achilles. We hope that's not the case. But he's sitting down on the training table. He wants to see his teammates from the sidelines as opposed to the locker room. Don't blame him. The Ticats will take over the 43-yard line, up by 10, uh, just over halfway through the second quarter of play. Evans 11 of 15, a buck 46. So Argos did a nice job on the last series, forcing the two and out. We'll see if they can do it again. We talked about the temperature to start this game. Yep. If that defense is out there for a oh, long yeah. period of time, you get start to get concerned. Ticats bring everybody tight to the box and give the ball to Jackson up the middle who's going to get first down yardage, a gain of 12 to midfield. Making it look easy. Making it look easy. I mean, a little continuity for that Hamilton Ticats offensive line, and, you know, they're having the best rushing output so far, and it's not even until halftime yet, so that's going to be tough. The Toronto Argonauts need to tighten up if they're going to have to want to keep this game close. The last thing you want is a team running the ball down your throat when you're trying to come back. Ticats send the tight end, Jake Burt, out, bringing the extra offensive lineman and Jesse Gibbon, the Waterloo product, and first and 10 from just shy of midfield with the extra ba- uh, old lineman on the near side. Here comes some pressure, and Evans gets hit as he throws into coverage. He had White downfield and may have had a step on Priester. He did have a step on Priester, but it'll go incomplete. As funny what a little pressure will do when it's a six foot nine defensive tackle. No, yeah, that changes everything. And we talk about it, you know, Corey Mays talked about it, bringing forward, getting home, it changes everything, you know, for you on the back end. And that time, 
pressure is the name of the game. Keeping Dane Evans in the pocket is the name of the game, and that's how you're going to be able to get back in this game. Right? Don't let him out the pocket where your defensive backs have to cover for an extra two, three seconds. Keep him in the pocket and play good defense, and you'll be fine. Shaq Richardson out. They bring in the extra DB and hold him and go with the 30 front. Back to pass Evans. Comes to the near side, throws a dart to the 50. It is caught shy of the first down by Mike Jones. They gave him a little bit of a cushion. He cut it before the coverage, so he does get some positive yards, but it'll be a three-yard, full three, almost four-yard shy of the first down. So out comes the punt unit once again for the Ticats, and out comes Speedy B. And we have another injured Ticat. Yeah, Mike Jones staying down a bit long. Got sandwiched between Enoch and a couple of other Argo defenders. But that's a great second down defense, second and long defense, right? Rush three and almost get some pressure, make Dane Evans feel a little bit, make him throw short of the sticks, rally up, make the tackle. S-T-B, as Mr. May said on our podcast, the Cover 2 podcast yeah. with Nate and Mike. You can find that wherever you download podcasts. Uh, we put it out Wednesdays. We record it Thursday nights. But he said S-T-B, sprint to the ball. That's his theory on his defense, what he wants them doing once the ball's in the air, wants the guys to rally. That time they did. Mike Jones getting up. You mentioned he had been released by Edmonton. Um, Chris Jones is going all Chris Jones right now in Edmonton. Um, 11 guys released last week on uh, on one day. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get his roster eventually the way he wants it. That's tough, though, in the room, isn't it, when you're looking over your shoulder all the time? It's it's really tough because you don't know if you're going to be next. I mean, you may be there one week and then and then not the next week, and you're seeing guys that they were telling them were going to be starters. Next thing you know, the next week they're, they're released. So it, just, it is tough in the room. There's no, It doesn't create any cohesion because you're having new teammates every other week, but that's Chris Jones' style. He's going to get his guys one way or another. Domagala's first kick was 46. He stands at his own 43. Speedy's back at his own 10. Snaps a little high. Oh, terrible kick. We'll see what kind of roll it gets. Speedy takes it at the 15 to the 20. It's right down the middle of the field, so there were lots of white jerseys downfield, and the Argos will take over. Decent field position, down by 10 with 4.42 remaining in the first half. By any means necessary, this drive the Argos need points and they need to take time off the clock. Well, even if they just even if they just move the football, yeah. I mean, what you need from, in my opinion, I think what you need more than anything else is the offensive line to come out and think, okay, we won that series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. because they've had a really tough afternoon, as we kind of feared from an Argo perspective yeah. with all of the changes. And give that defense a little bit of a break too, like yes. a couple first downs at minimum. Ball at the 21-yard line, middle of the field. Argos moving from right to left, wearing all blue. And they'll give it to Harris around the near side of the 20 to the 25-yard line. And he is taken down there after a decent run. Javon Santos-Knox flew out from his middle backer spot, made the tackle at the 25, a gain, 26, a gain of five. Good first down run. Now the entire playbook is open to you. You can go quick game. You can go intermediate. You can go short of the sticks, screen pass, anything you want. It's here. We'll see what they do. They'll send three receivers up top, two to the near side as they move left or from right to left here in this second quarter. Low snap. Taken by Bethel Thompson under pressure again. He hops. He doesn't see anything. He tries to run. He goes down to the 21-yard line. And they lose the five they got. And it'll be third down and ten. It's, uh, it's becoming a tough scene down there uh, for the Toronto Argonauts because 
It doesn't matter what the drop is. It's three steps, five steps, seven steps. It seems like McLeod Beth Thompson is getting pressure, and these guys need a couple good plays to start feeling good about themselves, and that defense can't be feeling good going back out there after another two and out. Haggerty comes in to punt. Gets it away. Spiral high down to the 35-yard line. Woods takes it there, comes to the near side, has a lane up the middle to midfield. And we have an injured Argo on the play. And it is that Kassar who's just getting off the injured list. Can't see it. It looks like a five. I don't want to guess. I hope it's not, oh, it not anybody. Whoever it is has a leg injury. Do you see the number? We've hit I the think three it's Eli Menser. Oh, it's Menser. Oh, boy. Hurt again. We'll take the timeout. We'll come back. Ticats up by 10 with uh, 2.57 left in the half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Eli Menser, as mentioned by Nate, on the sidelines now being looked at. Uh, Shaq Richardson out of the game. Don't know for how long. He's on the sidelines still, but there's no ice on his leg. So don't know what it was. If it was a cramp, he'd yeah. probably be back in by now. So No helmet either. No kind of helmet. Concerning. Ticats take over with 2.57 remaining in the first half. They lead 13-3 to and have it at the Argo 51 which I believe is their best starting field position of the afternoon, early evening. Oh, thank goodness uh, for that breeze a little earlier, although it seems to have died down considerably. Muggy, muggy night here in Toronto. We'll see who listened to the training staff this week in the fourth quarter in terms of hydration. First down, Argos. Three on the line. They send Jagarit Davis. It's a pitch to the near side. They get the edge. Jackson hit once. They sprint to the ball as a defense. Hold it to six. It'll be second down and four from the Argo 45. Yeah, you talk about hydration, and there's a fan getting helped out with paramedics right now. Oh, jeez. Because of the heat, like you talked about. And, you know, you can just imagine what the players are going through down there where their defense, like the Toronto Argonauts, they've been on the field for most of this game. So you hope they're hydrated, but this is a big second down stop. If you can hold Hamilton to no yards, you'll probably get a punt situation here. Or a long field goal attempt with Brandon Banks in the backfield. They're at the 45. It would be a 52-yard field goal. They send pressure. Evans picks it up, goes far sidelines, incomplete. And we have a late, late, late flag. I didn't see what it was. Is it a hold or a late hit? Late hit. Holding against Hamilton. So it'll be third down and uh, Wait, four. Would you accept it if they bring the field goal? No, let them try the 52. If you can hit the 52 into the wind. No, they're not trying it. Get that. Get the defense off the freaking field. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. We just talked about the, the heat and, and yeah. all of that stuff. And get Speedy back there. Domagala was staring a death ray at the near corner. Yeah. Banks is now over at the 10. The other side of the field is completely wide open. Argos almost blocked one earlier. We see if they bring some pressure this time as well. Five seconds on the 22nd clock. There's the snap. And Domagala kicks it down the middle and long. Actually, it is toward the near side. He's going to miss the corner and go to bounds. So we get the single point, which will give the Argos really good field position. Although that makes it a 14-3 lead on the punt single. 
not what Domagala wanted. Yeah, in that, in that situation, the field position is worth way more to you than the, the one point. So. Because they take it at the 40-yard line this yeah. year. Yeah, 40-yard line is close to like the 10 or the 5. So. so you need about 25 yards for BD to have a shot at 52. Mm-hmm. But there's enough time, two minutes and three seconds. Oh, yeah, lots of time. For, I'm just thinking drive. It's, yep. it's, it's been tough to put first downs together. The Argos haven't done it this half. Absolutely. Down by... 14-3. Bethel Thompson has a man over the middle. Eric Rogers, first catch of the season. Back for the first time after just getting off the six-game injured list. It is good for 15, 16 yards and an Argo first down. And we've got another injured Tyka. Wow. Micah Johnson. What's going on? Man, there have been some guys down all night long right from the opening kickoff. Some of them have been back. Some of them haven't. Nice to see Eric Rogers get that catch, his first of the night. That'll make him feel a little bit better going into the half. Get that big receiver involved. And trotting off. That's good news for the Hamilton Ticats. As Micah Johnson heads over to his teammates. First down Argos at the 54. It would be a 61-yard field goal attempt now. And, well, we saw one of those in... Regina not go so well. Four receivers will go up top. And DeVaris Daniels has single covers to the near side. Ball on the left hash mark. Back to pass Bethel Thompson. Quick hitter up top. Has a man at the 50 for a gain of four. And once again, it's Eric Rogers. And we get some pushing and shoving afterwards. So, yes, it's the Ticats and the Argos. There he goes. Game doesn't really start until there's a fight, skirmish. Be a 57-yard field goal attempt right now. Second down and a long five, almost six. One thing you can't do is take a sack here if you're Bethel Thompson. You have to get rid of this football. There you go. He's got a man, and I think he's got a first down. Markeith Ambles went down and dug it out. Great catch. I don't know how many people will appreciate how good that catch was, but that was an outstanding grab by Markeith Ambles. Yep, low behind him. He wasn't fully out of his break yet, able to make that catch. Great hands catch by Markeith First at the 43. Bethel Thompson near side has a man. And inside the 30 is Navarro Daniels. Ran a curl along the near sideline and made the defender slip and fall down. And it is a first down at the 28 yard line. Definitely in field goal range now. They'll put it at the 27 with a minute 17 left. Great ride by Navarro Daniels, like you mentioned, makes his defender fall down. And when you got a guy with quick route running ability, can win his one-on-one matchups, that's where you want to go, Mikhail Bethel-Thompson, because you don't need a lot of time to get the ball to him. Daniels out, banks in. He'll go wide to the right. Eric Rogers goes to the right. Three receivers come to the near side with Gittins on the outside. Ambles and Phillips inside. There's a strike inside the 25 to the 23-yard line, caught by Andrew Harris. And they'll mark it at the 23 for a gain of about five. Almost five, a long five for the first down with a minute 12 left. So the clock not an issue at this stage. Three receivers to the near side, two up top. Andrew Harris will stand to the left of McLeod Bethel Thompson, who yells out the play call to his receivers. Over the middle, Scott got a man in and out of the hands of Eric Rogers at the 10-yard line. Perfect ball by McLeod Bethel Thompson, and Rogers couldn't bring it in, and out comes the field goal unit. It's been that kind of night. 
It's been that kind of night and that that kind of two games. But you know, Eric Rodgers playing his first game of the season, right? It's the Argos' seventh game of the season, and you know he's knocking the rust off still. But that's a catch that Eric will tell you he's he's got to have ten out of ten times, and you know those ones hurt because not only do you settle for three, but you're potentially in the red zone, and, and, and seven points is right out your doorstep. So, Forrest Speedy comes in for a 30-yarder just inside the right hash mark. Snap is good. Hold is good. Kick is up. It's a BD3, and it's now 14-6, to six and another scrap. Pushing and shoving and a flag finally. And we'll see what that one is. So Boris Beattie in his 100th CFL game has his second field goal of the night. Cuts it to a one-score game at 14-6. And you know what? If they go into the room down one score, I think it's a victory after an awful first quarter. Oh, yeah. They've been thoroughly dominated this first half. And if you're down one score, that's a big victory. You go in there and be like, hey, we just played our worst half of football. Here's Andre Peru. Toronto number 44, major foul, unnecessary roughness, Hamilton number 11. Both fouls are misconduct. We're going to go up five yards. We're going to go back five yards. Oh, oh yeah, you had to kick it off last three minutes. So, Not in the first half, in the second half you do. We're going to go back five. There we go. You go back five from the 40 to the 35. 10 yards against the Argos, 15 against Kelly. It was Brandon Calver from the Argos, the special teams demon out of Laurier, the London native. He got the 10 for objectionable conduct. It was a 15 against Cameron Kelly, the linebacker. So it's 10 against the Argos, 15 against the Ticats. They move it back. They'll take over from the 35. It's a 14-6 lead for the Ticats with 57 seconds left, and if the Argos can force a two and out here quickly, yep, might get a chance at some more points. And they're going to go Brown, they're going to go Jackson, he's going to get a yard. There you go. 51 seconds left. And Dane Evans yelling he wants to go quick, and I don't know why. I don't know why you do that unless they think they can score here. They need eight on second down. They are back in the huddle. If you're Ryan Dinwiddie, do you think about a timeout here? Or do you just want to get into the locker room at this stage? Yeah, I think at this stage, he's just thinking he's getting in the locker room, get the ball back. If you have enough time, then do something. But chances are, no, it's not going to happen. He's probably just going to take a knee. Clock moving down to 33, two seconds on the 22nd. Clock Argos bring the blitz. It is thrown, it is caught, and it is a tackle in space. Fantastic open field tackle there from Peters. Yep. To limit it to a gain of one. And the Ticats can all but run out the clock now. There's 27 seconds left. So the Argos, unless Domagala kicks it out of bounds, will get a touch of the football at least, whether it be Brandon Banks or the offense. It's, Bank- so, it's so rare to say this as a uh, for a boundary corner, but... Uh, Peters is probably one of the best tacklers. Not probably. It, it, it might be the best tackler on this team. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable what he does on that spot. He tackles like a linebacker, covers like a, a number one DB. Great player. You want to see a guy smile, ask Josh Bell, the defensive backs coach, about him. <laughs> uh, I'd be happy, too, if I was Josh Bell and I got a guy like that. They snap it with one second left, seven on the clock. 
It's an end over end punt that'll hit at the 35 and go out of bounds at the 25 ish. And there are zeros on the clock. And the Argos are just going to run off. McLeod Bethel Thompson wants another play. And they're going to run off to the locker room. So that's it. We're at the break. And the Argos, the way they started this game, are rather fortunate to be only down by a score. It's 14 to 6. So we'll go to the break. You're listening to Argo Football on the home of the Boatman. It's TSN 1050.